got that fourth line of Tesamid Aleph. Ella Rabbi Akiva, Lysabak Rabbi Yaisi Minola. How do you know Rabbi Akiva does not hold like Rabbi Yaisi? We, we know Rabbi Yaisi does agree with Rabbi Akiva, who holds that Chulun can even be a Shlishi for Tumma. But Rabbi Yaisi will hold, it stops at a Shani. Okay, so he's not agreeing with that opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yaisi had his own opinion that um, you may make a Kalvachimer from the Halachas of a, a, a Tvul Yaim, a person who went to the mikvah, then he had sundown, and now he's only Mechusr Kippurim, if that can be Metame at all. So that was, the Gemara Shaila now is, does Rabbi Akiva agree or disagree? And if he does disagree, Manolan, what's going to be your source to his disagreement? Omar Lay. So, here we go. He said to uh, Ravashi, um, he said to Ravashi, Rav Kahana said to Ravashi, the reason why Rabbi Akiva must disagree with Rabbi Yaisi that a Mechusik Yiburim is a source of a Kavachimer is because no Tana is ever going to tell us that a Ravii can make a Hamishi. You're not going to find the Tana that there's such a thing that uh, you have a Ravi and a Hamishi which, uh, which is going to ruin something that belongs to Hektish. I have a name of Rabbi Akiva. And what are you going to say? How can, he, uh, uh, how can he say there's no Tana that holds a Ravi or a Hamishi if you're Rabbi Akiva, who's a Tana, will be of agreement that, that uh, there is such a thing as a Hamishi. It must be that he's disagreeing with Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva must hold that um, a Ravi Iba Kaidesh is not going to be um, unfit for Truma, and a Hamishi Bakaidesh is not going to be unfit for Hektish. So it must be that he's disagreeing with Rabbi Yaisi's Kalvachaymer, otherwise he's going to have a circumstance of a Hamishi. It says the Gemara of Anana Hachi Nekom and So what are you going to say that because of this inference that Rabbi Akiva, of the blanket statement of Rabbi Akiva, you're going to say that that uh, that needs to be his opinion throughout, meaning if you're going to come across and hand somebody an opinion, which is a, a blunt yes or no type of answer, why would we need to infer this uh, infer this halakha from Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva the Chora should have told it to us straight out, just because there's, he says, oh, you'll never find the Tana. Oh, since this is a general statement, you'll never find the Tana. <laughs> it must be Rabbi Akiva's not included in that, because Rabbi Akiva's a Tana. We, we, we want to see where Rabbi Akiva himself says this directly. So the Gemara says, Nafak Rav Ashi ve'item Rav Kahana dok ve'ishkach. Rav Ashi and Rav Kahana, they check, dok, which mean, means they, they sharpen themselves. Ve'eshkach, and they found a better proof that, um, that uh, they, they found a better proof as to Rabbi Akiva's opinion as, as to what is Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva's opinion, as which is to, I'm not saying this properly, uh, what is Rabbi Akiva's opinion as to whether Truma goes to a Ravii and Hektish goes to a Hamishi? Where do you find a more direct proof to that? Okay, that's the, that's the clearest way to put that. Hadatram for the following mission. Hakli mitzarev as masha besaych. A kli is mitzarev to whatever is inside of the vessel. Okay. Mitzarev means it joins together. This is referring to um, measurements, as Rashi explains. 
And um, when you're going to have a measurement that's needed for a vessel, we could be mitzdari if we could join in that which is the inside of the vessel to the shear. And this chumrah applies to hektish, making things tummy, but it doesn't apply to truma. Okay? Um, Am I in the right place? Yeah. Puzzle. And a revi'i hektish is puzzle. Now, Nachamol, we need to remember there's a difference between puzzle and tummy. When you find the word Tomei, that means it is Tomei and it can be Metamei something else. When you find the word Puzzle, that means it is Tomei, yet that Toma does not extend to something else. It is Puzzle, but anything that touches it is not going to be Puzzle. So that is Lekaidash Ravivakaidash Puzzle. When you have a Ravivatuma for Hektash, that's Puzzle. It doesn't extend. Vashlishi Betruma. And a shlishi betruma is puzzle. So hektish stops at revi, does not continue to chamishi, and truma stops at a shlishi and doesn't continue to a revi. The Omar of Chia Baraba, Omar of Yechanan, Chia Baraba says in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Akiva, that this, the following Mishnah was taught because of the words of Rabbi Akiva. Now let's keep focus on why we're talking about this. The reason why we're trying to find Rabbi Akiva is because we're trying to find a direct proof that Rabbi Akiva will not agree with Rabbi Yaisi's Kavachaymer from Mechusr Kippur. Okay? So originally we tried to bring a prayer because somebody said, oh, you'll never find a Tana. And now we're looking for a more direct proof. So what's the more direct proof? The time we learned in the Mishnah. What's considered hektish in that it has whatever level of Toma Hektish can go to, and not further than that, even the flower, and the Ketaris, and the Levina, and the Gechol, even the coal, which you'd say, listen, it's not food of Hektish, this all falls under the same rule. Whatever Toma level Hektish gets you to, this will get you to as well. She'em nagat that what's unique about these four things, somebody goes to the mikvah, but does not yet have nightfall touches it. Bimiktsasan, part of it. Pasalaskul. The it, it extends to everything. Okay? So meaning if let's say you have a, a, a jar of flour and its full yam touches one piece of a, a little speck of the flour that's in the jar, it's as if he touched the entire it's as if he touched the entire jar. Alright? Now um I'm touching one part of an entity. Let's take the flower. You could even talk about, but the same thing applies to incense, the kataris, the frankincense, and it applies to coals. Okay? You touch one part of something, and we say as soon as you touch one part, even though you only touch that, it extends to the entire thing. That is the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. So if you touch, it's, it's an interesting zach. This is very interesting. If a reshine touches a shani, and then something touches the shani, that thing is a shlishi. But I don't understand. If let's say I touch one speck of flour, 
isn't only the specks of flour touching that small piece that I touched? Let's say I'm a Rishan, and I touch a little bit of flour that's in a jar. So that little bit of flour becomes a Shani. A little speck of flour that's touching that little speck is the Shlishi. A little speck, whatever little speck that becomes the Ravi, and I really made nothing coming. I should technically be allowed to take a spoon, remove anything that I touched, and just assume that it's all gone. And we're not dealing with like a, a, a liquid. We're dealing with small particles. So why don't we say one touch, one touch the next, one touch the next. Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion that if this thing is like you have a jar of flour, that's all considered one entity, and it's all one level. So if I'm a Risha and Atoma, and I touch a jar of flour, the entire jar becomes a Shani. Not just the part that I took. Ravi'iyan, and this goes up until being metame the flower tomaravi. But chamishi loy. But not chamishi. By hektish. Shlishi in. And we also see that by Keteris. It could be metame shlishi. Ravi'i loy. And not a ravi. So you see that Rabbi Yaisi's Kavachaymer would have made it. That Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion that a ravi'i bakaydesh is tame. And what does tame mean? It can still be metame something else. So the opinion would be that Ravi B'Kaydash is Tameh and the Chamishi is possible. That's what the Kavachimra would have stated. But by Rabbi Akiva telling us, who's the source of this Mishnah, telling us that it stops at a, at a Ravi, so you see, a direct Psak, that he's not, gonna, he's not agreeing with the Kavachimah of Rabbi Yaisi, who's trying to make Kavachimah that Ravi is Tameh, but a Chamishi becomes, uh, but a Chamishi becomes Pasul. He must not be in agreement with that because he holds it stops. There's no such thing as a chamishi becoming possible. Okay. We're going to shift gears. We're shifting gears now. And we're going to talk for a moment about this concept of flour. It's a chiddush, right? Think about it. I have a little bit of flour. I'm a risha. I touch a drop of flour. Just because something else is in the jar with flour that makes it the same as the flour that I touched? Why taka isn't like each layer of flour a new level of tumma, right? That's touching that, that's touching that, that's touching that. Why taka not? Why, is it, why, why do you consider it a mixture? Says the Gemara. Alma kasavar of the We see that things that are being mitzdarif to join things on the same level of tumma is a dindarabon. Okay? Now, how do you know it's a dindarabon? Because um, the rabbonon are the ones who are of the opinion they created the differences between Chulin and Hektish. Midai Raisa, we don't find that tremendous enough. We don't find that, that difference. It's the Rabbanon who established that Hektish works a lot further than, than Chulin when it comes to Tumma. So that people should be more careful when it came to Hektish and Shum. Okay? So, Kosovar Tziruf the Rabbanon. You see that Tziruf is Metame Mid Excuse me. Upliga Drebi Chonin. And this opinion argues on Rabchonin, the Amar Tzir of the Raisa. 
holds that siruf, when you have things, and I touch a little bit of, a, of a flour in a jar, the entire jar is like that thing itself. Shnamar kaf achas, one spoonful, asara, zohav, melea, keteris. One spoonful, the measurement of ten golden coins, melea keteris, filled the keteris. Hakosav also, komash kaf achas. The Torah says everything that's in that spoon has the same status. So you see, you're not merely concerned about the part that's touching the spoon. As long as the spoon is controlling something, is holding something, it's like the spoon is touching every part of it. So too in a jar. Even if, if I have flour in a jar and my finger touches one speck of flour, since it's all together in the jar, can't run away, it's all... It's all uh, the same level tumma. Here's a fascinating nafkamina. What if I touch flour that's outside of a jar? It's laying on the floor. Pile of flour laying on the floor. The wind can blow it anywhere it wants. If I touch a little bit of that flour, the entire thing is not tummy. I just have to, you know, get rid of the part that I touched. Because all we're going to say is, oh, what you touch, I'm a Risha, what the layer I touch is a Shani. The layer that touches that is a shlishi. The layer touch that is a revi. So take off anything that potentially is there, and the rest is for sure tar. But when it's in a jar, that is already going to be a problem. Why? Because from kaf achas, you see the Torah considers when something's on a spoon, everything that's within the space of that spoon and whatever that spoon could hold is considered a chilek of the spoon. Okay. Kanan hosam. We learned in a mission over there. We'll find out where in a moment. Al machat about a needle, shenimtzeis babosor, that's found inside of a animal that is being oiskishachted. So what happens? You bring a karba. You shach the animal. What happens after you shech the animal? You start checking for it, see if it's trafe. And as you're cutting up the meat, you find a needle inside of it. The knife and the hands of the kayan who are checking are, is tar is or tummy. The meat becomes tummy. Okay? Now, um, here's the situation. What happened is like this. An animal, while it's alive, is not capable of being makabal tumah. Only once an animal's dead, and it's called dead meat, is it capable of being makabal Because now it's meat, it's like a food. A carcass also is capable of being makabal A live animal is not capable of being makabal You shecht an animal and you find a needle, which is a vessel, inside of the meat that's being cut. All right? So the needle might be tome. And if it is tome, then it now touched meat and it should be metame that. So the knife and the hands are tar. It didn't touch the needle. The meat that the needle was touching is tome. Nimtzes baferesh hakol tar. Let's say you found a needle inside of the excrement of the animal. Then everything is tar. Okay, why? Because we'll say 
that the animal ate the needle and an animal is not capable of being a kabotoma while it's alive, it's inside the excrement, so the, the tummy needle never touched the dead animal, never never touched the dead animal. And Mamela, since it never touched the dead animal, this flesh is not mekabel tumma. Amar Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, Zachinu, we merited, she'ein tumas yadayim b'mikdash. We merited, meaning, Baruch Hashem t'schus, that there's no such thing as tumas yadayim inside the base of mikdash. Now, like we explained, remember we said that the Chachamim had established that until a person washes their hands, it has an automatic status of a Sheni HaTumah, because since people are Memash Mesh Biyadayim, they're constantly using their hands, so there's automatic... So B'Kiva says, Baruch Hashem, they didn't extend that to the Beis HaMikdash. So he says that this Chumrah of a hand being automatically Sheni HaTumah doesn't apply inside the Beis HaMikdash, so the Kahana, this is outside. When Tendler wakes up in the morning... His hands are an automatic Shani Latoma. But that, 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 if I go into the base of Mikdash now, my hands aren't going to have a status of Shani. This Khumra is only outside the base of Mikdash. Says the Gemara. The name of Shain Tumas Yadayim Mikhail Mikdash. Why doesn't he say, oh, Baruch Hashem, we're Zaycha, that there's no Dirabonan Dikatum in the base of Mikdash at all? Now, how do you know there's no Dirabonan Dik in the base of Mikdash? So Rashi explains as follows. Because we just learned. That if you shecht an animal that swallowed a needle, and then you cut up the meat, and the needle's touching the meat, what's tummy? The meat. What about the knife that shechted the animal? It's fine. It's peseder. Why? Why is it peseder? Must be that you can only, that when the Rabbanon establish it in the base of Mikdash, angels of the Mikdash. It must be there's no Tumas Yadayim Mekalim in the Beis HaMikdash. Because otherwise, why is the knife and the hands of the Kayan that held down the animal while it was being shechted, why aren't they tummy? They should also be tummy. Now they touch the dead carcass, that's tummy, because it touched the needle. But they, it remains tar. The Gemara is asking, I, why don't you say that as a Kiddush as well? Don't only say, Baruch Hashem, there's no Tumas Yadayim. Why don't you say, Baruch Hashem, there's no Tumas Yadayim at all? I'm Rav Yudam Rav, Yudam says the name of Rav, Yitam Rav Yasi, Rav Chanina. The Chachamim made Tomas Yadayim before the Toma of Kalim on, uh, before the Toma de Rabbanon on Kalim. Okay? And therefore, instead of Rabbi Akiva saying, oh, Baruch Hashem, we don't have it. So um, uh, the Gemara answers, no, the reason why Rabbi Akiva didn't say that, because at that point they still did have it. Says the Gemara, no, you're, that's a mistake. It's a mistake to say that Tomas Yadayim and Tomas Kalim de Rabbanon took place in different in different times. Because Omar Rava, Rava says, the hands being a Shani Atoma and Kalim in the Beis Amikdash being Makabal Toma in the Beis Amikdash de Rabbanon were established the same day. There's not. We learned in a Mishnah. Hasefer. When you have a, uh, a Sefer Torah, right? If you're familiar with this halacha, uh, people, you're not supposed to touch a, a cloth with your hands. You're not supposed to touch cloth with your hands, or parchment with your hands. Why not? You know why? It's tummy. Shocking. Shocking. You can't touch a cloth because it's tummy. Why? Listen to this. Rashi explains to us a fascinating halacha. This is quoted in the Shulchan 
Okay, what's the halacha? It used to be that people kept food. They didn't have big shuls like we have. They had no room. People kept their chalas over Shabbos in the Aron Kaidish. The mice would go in and start nibbling on the cloth. The Sifrei Torah were getting ruined. So the, the Rabbonon made a takona that anything that touches a Sefer Torah is automatically tummy. Uh, the, they said a cloth has a tuma sheni. If you touch it, shlishi. They created a tuma so that people should continue to respect the Torah. Seder? So you're not supposed to touch a cloth. If you touch a cloth, you got to go wash your hands. Okay? Because it's like, uh, it's like Tomas Yadai. So the Mishnah says, Sefer Torah, V'hayodayim, hands that aren't washed, V'atvulyayim, somebody goes to the mikvah, didn't yet have shkia, V'aychlem, V'akelem, Shibam, Mashkim, and food or vessels that became Tomei through, uh, through Mashkim, all these things were uh, established with Rabban as Tomei at the same time. So don't tell me that the, at the time that the gazera on the hands were those no gazera on the kalim. What do you mean? Same thing. It happened to the Rabbanim et on the same, same uh, first seder in yeshiva. Don't talk right now about the tumah of the knife. Don't use that as any sort of proof to be vessels. You see the tumah yadai and there's no tumah's kalim because the knife. No, don't even go there with this. Why? You should know that even if this knife would not have belonged in the base of Mikdash, it would have been a general knife, it also wouldn't have been capable of becoming Tomei. When the Chalaf shechted the animal, what did the Chalaf touch? If you say the knife, the Chalaf touched the Basar, so the Eichel cannot be Matame a vessel. We know that. We know that the if even if you're going to call the animal dead animal now at the time that it shechted meat, meat can't meat itself cannot be matame a vessel. The ella did not go So you're going to say, oh, maybe the chalif touched the needle. So now I have a keli touching a keli, a tummy keli. We said the same thing. Even one vessel. Cannot be matami another vessel, which we're about to get into. We're going to get into that discussion about one vessel being matami another vessel. But if we're going to take this as a premise that a vessel can't be matami another vessel, there's no reason for the, the there's no swara whatsoever for this chalif to ever have a issue. The elo denaga machaba inkli matami kli. Okay, so one kli is not matami kli. Amemela. The reason why the knife is tama is, is it remains tahar is because. There's no svara whatsoever to make it tame. The Gemara says one second, and we're going to get back to this about about Kalim being matame, uh, being matame Kalim, exactly how this works. The Gemara asks on that one second. Says the Gemara, "Hi machat, this needle that you found inside of the flesh, Maya vidite. What what what's going on with it?" The mission didn't even say, like, we're dealing with a tummy needle. So oh, you shucked it in when they found the needle. Okay, we had to know beforehand. You know, Tenla had to know this. We had to know this. We're dealing with a needle that's tummy, and now it's being, now it's, uh, now that it's tummy, it's touching the meat, and it makes the meat tummy. Whoa, what's going on with this needle? Where, where, where's it coming from? What's its name? What city is it from? You know what I mean? Like, what's its source? If you're going to say, you shucked an animal, 
And inside the meat, you found a needle. You don't know what it's from. So, do you really know that it's tummy? No. Do you know it's not tummy? No. Animal swallowed a needle. And we're going to be machmir about it. But we learned Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Chanina. Rabbi Lazar, Chanina said, "Chad Omar, like Gazru al Safik Arukim Yishlaim, we're not. Uh, if you find wetness on the floor Yishlaim, which might be spit, we don't say that that spit is auto, is assumed to be tummy and it became from a tummy person. The Chad Omar, the other one says, like Gazru al Safik Yishlaim. They also the Rabbana whenever masakin on keli in Yerushalayim, and therefore like this." Says the Gemara. I don't understand where this needle's from. Let's get this clear. If this needle is a random needle that you find inside of an animal, where, why in the world do you think this needle's tummy? Why? What? Where was their tummy? Oh, maybe, 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 maybe it was tummy. Where, who says? Why are you assuming something's tummy? Right? Until there's a there's a re, a reisa, until there's a reason tell me to so, so we're back to our question. What who's this needle? I'm Rav Yudah Marav. Yudah says the name of Rav. We're dealing with a needle that was tame mace. He lost it. And then the owner shechts the animal and he finds this needle. He recognizes the needle. This was the needle that was used to tie the tachrichim of the corpse, let's say. Yeah, to tie up the shrouds of the corpse. Or whatever. He recognized it as a, as a, it was a little red on top or it was burnt. Whatever. He was able to recognize it. And Mamela, you know the needle's an abatoma. Rabbi Yaisiv, Rabbi Ovin, Omar. Rabbi Yaisiv, the son of Rabbi Ovin, says, no, he says, listen, you don't even have to say we're talking about where a guy found his favorite needle that he knew was tummy. Maybe it's a random needle, but guess what? In the previous Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Hanina, all uh, had this machlaike, had this discussion. One of them said, if you find spit in Yerushalayim, it's not assumed to be tummy. The other one said, if you find a needle in Yerushalayim, a keli in Yerushalayim, it's not assumed to be tummy. That's in Yerushalayim. What will be the lacha if a needle comes from outside Yerushalayim? Maybe you do assume it's tummy. So that's a basic above Say it? That's a basic above Again, we had a Shiloh. Oh, who's this needle? Where is this needle? Where are you coming from? Tell me, what are you saying? Bryce, what are you saying? Like, what's the needle? Two shot. One shot is either knew the needle was tummy, you recognize it. Well, the shot is that, yeah, Taka, a random needle that comes from outside Yerushalayim has a status of being tummy. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted <coughs> statement. One said there was no takana about uh, wetness that assumed to be spit in Yerushalayim. You, you found spit in Yerushalayim. You assume it's stomach? No. And one says they didn't make a takana on Suffolk in Yerushalayim. Raikin Tanina, Kalen Tanina. Says the Gemara, we don't need Amairam, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael. You don't need them to tell me that these things aren't tummy. We have explicit Mishnayis. Where do we find that spit in Yerushalayim is not considered tummy? Because we went to the Mishnah. Except for 
something that comes from the Shukha Elyon. The Shukha Elyon is where all the Tummy people would go. So there you have to assume it's Tummy. Beseder. Fine. So that's like um, uh, uh, one of the big dilemma of the previous generation coming out with a Psak. And then the next generation, oh, earth-shattering Psak. Yeah, Rebaisha already told us this. It's not earth-shattering. That's the Gemara's question. Uh, Rebbe Lozer, tell us, oh, the Rabbanon were Mesakin in Yerushalayim. If you find spit, you don't assume it. Guys, if you can call them Aram guys, you know, but we don't call them guys. But we say, from Aram, listen, Rebbe's, we already know this from previous diaries. Says the Gemara, You know what the Chiddush Lameram is? That if you find spit, and you know there was a Tomei person who just walked there. You didn't see him spit. But you know there was a Tomei guy, and then you see spit on the floor. You could still assume that this, that this wetness is not Tomei. Kalim Tanina. Okay, fine. So now we know why we need Dameram for the saliva, the spit. What about the Kalim? This they said, oh, they weren't Masakin on Kalim in your shrine that they're assumed to be Tome. Also, we already know that from a mission. The Tanah, we learned in a mission. When you're going down, if it's on the path to the mikvah, to Mayim, then you have to consider them to be Tome, because it must, be, it must have been dropped by somebody Tome who's on his way to the mik. But if it's found elsewhere in Yishlaim, it's Tars. So you see that um, uh, something, a Kaili found in a random place in Yishlaim, not near a mikvah or on the way to a mikvah, is Tars. Well, again, the same question, why are my Ram coming and teaching me this? We already know it explicitly in the Mishnah. The Gemara says to answer that, well, according to you, that you want to follow just the halacha of the Mishnah, look at the end of the Mishnah, and if you find on the path going down to the mikvah, it's Tomei, it's Suma fell from somebody who's Tomei. If you find it on the path on the way up from the mikvah, so then it's going to be dropped by somebody who's Tar. Well, you could assume from there that, oh, only if it's on the way of somebody who left the mikvah and is certainly Tahar. Then, you're, then you could keep it. But we could infer that let's say it's not on the way down or the way up. It's in a random place. Maybe it's Takatome. Maybe Taka, that the Reisha uh, is Dafka. It's specific. That oh, only if you find it here is it Tome. And it's coming to Lafuke. Um, the word Lafuke means to exclude um, a Gavziasa. A gavzasa is when it's not on the path down to the mikvah, it's not on the path up from the mikvah, it's a general area that's near a mikvah. So on the path down to the mikvah, right, people who go on that path are tummy. On the path up from the mikvah, most people who go up that path are tar. But in the general area surrounding the mikvah, where you're going to have chetzi chetzi, you're going to have some people tummy, some people tar. So I would say that it's, that it's from, if I would just have the Mishnah, I would assume it's Tomei, comes along the Amairan to let us know that that um, if it's in a general area, it remains Tahar. Says the Gemara, Rab said that what's unique about the needle that we found is that we recognize it to be Tomei. Since the Tana taught us from the Pasuk that if a person touches metal that 
killed someone by the sword. We say the sword is the metal, is like the avi avaisatoma, like the tame mace, like the corpse. Well, then adam and kalim should also be metame. So when a kayan shechts an animal, since he's becoming tame, the knife should become tame. So why are we saying the kayan's hands and the knife remain not tame, they remain tar? This means that what the Kiddush over here is, Asara Shosarabami, the Azara, the courtyard surrounded by Samikdash, must be considered a public domain. And we know that the Allah is when you have a doubtful Tumma in a public domain, the reason why the hands and the knife of the Shechita and the cutting of the meat are tar is because for Taka we have a Suffolk. But since the Azara is considered Shusarabim, so a Suffolk, a Suffolk Tumah B'Shusarabim, the Psak, is going to be Tar. So the Kayan's hands and the thing, bottom line, remain Tahar. Why? They have a Suffolk. It is a Suffolk. But Allah in the Suffolk of a public domain is Tar. Says the Gemara. One second. Haber Shusayachid Tamehu. According to what we're saying, if let's say the shechita would have happened in a private place, an area that has the status of Rishus HaYachid, so Tamehu, we would say that everything is considered Tameh. The needle, the meat. Let's see. You can't talk to a needle. You can talk to a fish. You can talk to the wall. You can't talk to a needle. Okay. Okay. And anything that doesn't have das, lishal, anything that you can't ask, hey, Reb Needle, where are you from? What you doing? Uh, where were you? Where are you tummy? Are you not tummy? Allah is, If something is as aimed by das, lishal, so then sveikitar. Meaning, if let's say you have a person who's in it, Rishos Harabim, and we're misopic, whether he's tummy, so we'll say you're tar. If he's in Rishos Hayachid, and there's something whether he's tame, we'll say sveka tame. But something that you can't ask, even in a private domain, is going to remain tar. Okay? Now, um, I want to explain for a moment. Why? What's the difference whether you could talk to a needle? What's the svar? So this actually gets into a little bit of the meat and potatoes of tum and tar. Very interestingly, this whole halacha of suffik tumah versus ha yachid is tame, and a suffik tumah versus ha rabim is tahar, is learned out from Hilchas Saita. Learned out from Hilchas Saita. Since a Saita can only become a Saita when she secludes herself in a private domain, and a Saita by definition is a suffik. Because what's a Saita? This woman's a loose woman. She's hanging out with this other dude that her husband said, don't seclude yourself with him. So she's a loose woman. She goes and does it anyway. Is she of Misa for secluding herself with this guy? No. If they did a Misa of intercourse, then there's a problem. There's a problem anyway. But if they do a Misa of intercourse, then there's a of Misa. 
So over here, we say, oh, says the, the Gemara throughout Hilchas Tuma and Tara, a Sota is going to become Tomei, even though she's a Suffolk, because she was in a Rishosayachet. She was privately with this guy. Must be, we could infer, only when you have a Rishosayachet, Suffolk Tuma is a problem. But in Rishos HaYerabim, there's not going to be a problem with Suffolk Tuma. So now, he, so now let's get into the, the nitty-gritty of this. A site to somebody you can ask. It's somebody you could talk to. That's what we're saying in this step. This whole halacha of a suffix tuma versus hayachid being a problem is by a site to who you could talk to. So there it might be a problem, but something you can't talk to. Maybe we're makel and we say suffix tuma on a needle. You can't talk to it. You can't have a conversation with it. Maybe it's tahar just like a rishus harabim. Our answer is Mishum Davi Sopik Tuma be Habobi de Adam. That there's a Sopik Tuma Habobi de Adam. Okay? Which is as follows. Granted, you can't talk to the needle. However, you do have somebody who you can talk to. For example, the Kayan, shechting the animal who's directly doing the action with the knife that's touching the needle. Shtikol chagad, you hear. You have the kayin, oh, so kayin who's touched the chalaf that touched the needle. It is abinab, right? That the father sold for two zuz, okay? So, bishundavi sobi toma babi de adam. The Amar of Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says that sofik toma babi de adam, when you have a sofik toma that comes, bide adam, nishalin oleha, then you got it, there's, there's no clear cup sack. You gotta ask out. You gotta ask about it. You gotta ask Shilas. I feel the kliyah muda gabe karka. Anyone you have a vessel that's in a gabe karva karka kadavar sheish by dasli shal. If you had a human being involved, it's like something that can be asked. And memela, since the uh, since the uh, the azara of the base hamikdash is a rishus harabim. I'm sorry. Yeah, since it's a rishus harabim, so we consider the. Yadayim and the knife to be tar. However, if you say vice versa, if you're going to consider the Azara to be a Rishus Ayachid, so now in a Chanami, the Chalaf, if it t- directly touched the needle, would have the same status as the needle. It would become a Suffolk, and both of them would be considered Tame. Period. And that takes us to uh, tomorrow's Daf, to Daf Chaf Amud Aleph. And Be'ezah Hashem, we will pick up from the last word on the second line, Ba'abosar Tomei, tomorrow. Let's talk about the time for a moment.